Hey, it's Bilal. I've just finished SmackDown and 205 Live, so it's time for a review. You can follow me at BilalV87, and by the end of the show, we will find out who might have quit WWE on this Tuesday. Now, the way SmackDown started was terrible, so we're not going to talk about that right away. We're going to talk about the New Day cutting a promo, and really, it's Kofi Kingston. And, of course, he reacted to Samoa Joe blindsiding him on Monday Night Raw, cut a very good promo talking about why he wanted to face Joe. But this is SmackDown. So who else but Dolph Ziggler showed up. Now, a lot of the SmackDown show was limited in some international tour date that Alexa Bliss, uh, I assume Charlotte Flair, Samoa Joe, and others were on. I don't even know if Joe or Charlotte was a part of the show, but it's a good excuse, so let's go with that. So limited roster tonight. So Ziggler comes back out, interrupts, the New Day, but really just Kofi. And goes on a rant about how he it should have been him. And he needs yet another chance. And he's buddies with Shane McMahon, who's pissed off because on Raw he got beat up by The Undertaker. So sure enough, he's got a match. And it's two out of three falls against Kofi Kingston. Now luckily, and this was the main event by the way. Luckily, Ziggler lost. Kofi will not... Have to defend his title in the triple thread, which I don't know if I mentioned was the stipulation here. And he can focus on Samoan Joe. The New Day also uh, immediately after this promo, but before Kofi won, took on the uh, Planet's champions. KO and Sammy got involved, uh, as did Heavy Machinery, so this quickly elevated into an eight-man tag. So uh, once again, two matches really doubled up here. But this was good, as the heavies, as I put it, won. And hopefully we get a fatal four-way for the tag team titles. And this is actually a brilliant thing if WWE just starts to open up these title pictures to more fatal four-ways, more triple threats, more six-pack matches. They could use more of the roster and, I think, craft better stories. So that was very encouraging. So back to Shane. Uh, SmackDown opened with him cutting a promo. It was you know, upset about The Undertaker and kind of said he would take it out on everybody. The Miz wanted to face Shane before, I guess, The Undertaker buried him alive. And Elias was outside his dressing room preventing The Miz from coming in. After The Miz left, Elias talked to Shane. And Shane's idea was for The Miz to face Elias in, you guessed it, a two out of three falls match. And if he won... Of course, that being The Miz, he would then face Shane. Now, what ended up happening was due to a DQ, it was all tied up. But Shane and Elias beat the holy hell out of The Miz. And thus, Elias won. So, uh, no match with Shane. So, I mentioned the two out of three falls match. Both of them. And, of course, the tag team match that was restarted as a eight-man tag. And, of course, we've seen two out of three falls matches on past Raws and past SmackDowns. I don't know if this is a network thing where USA and Fox and maybe even some, some, some other parties, sponsors, have complained to WWE about how they've been using commercial breaks. If you're not familiar, WWE typically would cut in the middle of matches. And I guess this is their way around it. So instead of crafting 
you know, a smaller matches with more superstars, which they could do. They're paying the people. Or crafting matches where you cut away when nothing happens. They've decided to just have two out of three falls matches and literally cut a quick fall, come back, have the second or third fall, and, you know, use that as a, a plot device. I kind of get it, but in another way, I don't like it. And I just feel like do shorter matches with more talent. I don't really need a two out of three falls match on a Monday or Tuesday night. That's a pay-per-view type stipulation. And I don't want to see a bunch of matches restarted either. I'd rather see different people. So I'm not really with this. You know, if you have to maybe put some promos together have a promo segment, a match, a promo segment, a, ma a promo segments, matches, or a match, whatever. But I don't think this is a solution. Hopefully this is something they move away from. I will note, uh, during the Shane McMahon thing, the fans did chant, no more Shane, which I completely agree with. Uh, we also saw Finn Balor, speaking of promos, cut one, and he was asked who was next when who else but Shinsuke Nakamura showed up, and thank God he did. That's all I need to say about that. We also heard from, well, we saw a video of Nikki and Alexa, I presume after, well, it was after Raw, after their match. And it turns out that before Alexa went off to Singapore, that's where they went, I don't know what I said earlier, that Nikki had got herself a match on SmackDown against Bailey. If she won, Alexa would get a title match. Now, she did win. The problem, of course, becomes that... Now you have to ask yourself, is Nikki a more legit contender than Alexa? And the answer is probably yes. Not to mention, there's no concussion worry uh, there. So, I kind of hope Nikki is some sort of evil mastermind. And this is how she gets herself in the title picture. Because I'm fairly bored of Alexa and Bailey, But I will tolerate it for now. The other uh, women's segment was the never-ending drama of mandy and sonya but they sort of had a cameo as mela was looking for our truth and she did shout out ember who would have a match with sonya which we'll get to in a second truth was confronted by drake maverick who talked about his life being ruined by losing the title our truth sort of felt his pain and and it seemed like he was going to offer the title to drake he said bring a referee you can pin me, you can take this title, you can get your life back. And then he replied something like, nah, dog, and then he just ran off. Which was hilarious and evil at the same time. Quite good. Uh, of course, Ember finally did face Sonya Deville. Uh, as you can imagine, Mandy Rose got involved and Sonya won. Not, not much really to tell you about there. All that build, that broken Nintendo DS, and those lost donuts and magazines for this? Very disappointing. But not the most disappointing. The most disappointing on SmackDown goes to Aleister Black, who cut a promo which basically amounted to, why is nobody fighting me? Oh no, the lights are off. Somebody's going to fight me. But who? I don't know. Weird. In a week where there was no Wyatt promo, but apparently Easter eggs on Raw, which I missed. And if I'm missing them, I think they're too small. Um, enough is enough. Let's, let's get Aleister facing... Get him facing Bray. I don't care. Get these guys on the roster. Get their asses in the ring. This is enough of this. Uh, quickly, let's run down 205 Live, and not much to explain here. 
Uh, it opened up with Drew Gulak cutting a promo where he basically said the winner of Tony Nese and Akira Tozawa tonight will face him at Extreme Rules. Fair enough. Uh, and he sort of alluded to ending their career, which, fair enough. Um, uh, this match took place. It was excellent. I, I don't know why Brian Kendrick is not still managing Tozawa. It feels like this would be where he could use his experience and knowledge the most. And uh, sure enough, Tony Nese won. So, yeah, maybe uh, you should prop Brian Kendrick out with you. Um, there were also promos before this match. They were of no consequence from Nice and Akira Tozawa. We kind of saw this last week. I don't care right now. Jack Gallagher, who really isn't that over for a face, and, and it, uh, it makes me wonder why he is not paired with Alberto Carrillo. And I'll just quickly mention he had a, uh, a stomp match or a squash match against Jobber. And that's all I have to say about Alberto Carrillo this week. So I don't know why he didn't just hang out with Gallagher in his corner instead. Um, but he beat Mike Canales. Canales lost his mind after this match and basically yelled audibly to the camera, I'm done. He then, in his wrestling gear, went up through the crowd, out the gate, and told Maria to deal with Drake before he left. Um, we sort of saw Drake later leaving a voicemail saying Mike wasn't answering his calls and that it was kind of all his fault. I have no idea where they're going. Does Canales show up on NXT or NXT UK? Hopefully. Um, but yeah, that was my tease of who quit. It was Canales. Even of, well, of uh, similar consequence, Arya Davari uh, did a backstage interview about destroying Oni Lorcan last week. And of course, Oni Lorcan then destroyed him. So uh, that's, uh, that's pretty fitting. And just to wrap up here, the Lucha House Party had cut a promo where I don't even think they said the Bollywood boys by name or the same brothers as they're now called, which is a terrible name. But apparently they'll have a match next week because there's no other tag teams on 205 Live. Oh, yeah. And that was 205 Live and SmackDown. The big news, Mike Canellis quit. Uh, we now know Tony Nese will face Gulak for the title. And uh, Ziggler is not going to be a part of the WWE title match, thank God. And everybody hates Shane McMahon. And we get Shinsuke versus Balor and Nikki has allowed Bailey to defend her title again against Alexa. I'm out of time. It's over 10 minutes. Follow me at BilalV87 on Twitter. And a big shout-out to everybody listening, especially the very few of you who make it to the end. Uh, I think we're approaching 1,000 listeners in a little over a week. I love you all. You're great. And I uh, appreciate you. Please do comment and tweet me at BilalV87. I'd love to extend the conversation with you, give you guys some shout-outs as well. Peace out.